Hello, welcome back to Changing Lives podcast, where we are changing lives with the Word of God. I am just so delighted to have you join us, and hopefully you've been listening in to our um, previous podcast that we've recorded and released, and and we just want to continue to bless you as we talk about uh, godly uh, families and godly heritage, in particular, the disciplines of a godly family. The previous podcast, and um, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because it will really help you to step through the stages of um flowing in the disciplines of a godly family. But the previous podcast, we talked about building a positive heritage for your family. And some of the key things that we talked about were the disciplines, the disciplines of forgiveness, the disciplines of having a positive attitude, um, and in learning to embrace the good. And then um, the power that's in the discipline of uh, uh, accepting the news, stepping into the newness of life um, that God has for us to uh, start afresh. And and that is so powerful. And so as we continue on to talk about in, in a heritage, I want to talk about our eternal heritage. And this is something that just stirs my spirit because the whole foundation of who we are as Christians is really built on our eternal heritage that we have with God. And I believe that if you can get um, the spiritual truths behind this, if you can get the understanding of who you are in God, who God is um, and, and how we relate to him, it will help you to navigate through life a lot easier uh, without it. And so, um, so the heart of our heritage is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Um, in Romans 8, 15, it talks about how we have received the spirit of adoption as sons. And of course, you know, when we say sons, we say that means daughters too, sons and daughters. So I don't have to say both all the time, but you'll know what I'm talking about. And it says, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And that word Abba means daddy. And um. And so that's what we have when 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 we become born again, we 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 are engrafted into the body of Christ, and um and 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 in that being engrafted, our heavenly Father becomes our daddy, and so and to me that's powerful within itself. In Galatians six seven, it goes on further to explain. Uh, about this. It says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sons in your heart. Son as in Jesus Christ. He sent forth that spirit in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so right there, that just lays out our godly heritage to know that whatever God has, we have. Why? Because it says we are his heir now through Jesus Christ, all because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, we become his heir. And that's that's really, really, really powerful. So when you are aware of the fatherhood of God, then, then, then you recognize, okay, so when I gave my life to, 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 um, uh, to Christ and, and, and God became my heavenly father. That means now I have stability. I have 
security. I have a firm foundation. I have love that is really paramount. The love that's like no other. I mean, love is God, you know, and so he's the one that created the essence of love. And so you think about all those things that come along with being an heir of God, being being a son, being a daughter of God. These are all things that we gain. And, you know, we can look at our natural, you know, structure. We can look at, you know, our um, our earthly father and um, some, you know, you may have had a wonderful um, experience with your your um, earthly father. Um, but many have not. Some have had um, what they call deadbeat fathers, where they're just not there, um, where they don't even claim them as their own child. Um, there's been, you know, some have been abused by their fathers, sexually abused, mentally abused, socially abused. Um, um, some have had fathers in the homes, and um, but it was like they weren't really there. There just really wasn't a presence of the father as far as spirit, soul, and body, but maybe just in body, just being there, but not really um, bringing the stability, bringing the security um, that a father brings to a household structure. Um, and if you if you listen to the previous podcast, then you you know that I I shared the testimony of myself how my father actually passed away when I was four years old, and I can remember um, you know um, that whole situation behind my father passing, and not really understanding what happened, you know, and so I'm looking you know as the time passed after he passed away. Uh, where is my dad? When is he coming back home? And it didn't really hit me until I believe I got into the first uh, grade where I remember coming home because of experiencing something at school. Don't even remember what that was, but I remember coming home to my mom and asking, why don't I have my daddy? And um, and it was from that that um, that God really as I look back, didn't know it at the time where God really began to become a father to me and I didn't even know it, you know? And so, um, but he helped me through that, you know, helped me through having older siblings that, that nurtured me, that loved me, that cared for me, um, that, um, did all that they could to, um, to stand in that gap, uh, of of not having, even though them themselves as siblings, of course, it was my father, it was their father too. So they didn't have a father too. And as I listened to some of the stories um, with them and how they dealt with not having a daddy. Now, my dad was, from what I understand and, and just listening to my, um, my siblings was just a, a really good, good, good provider. Um, he was present. He was a family man. Um, he wasn't out on the streets. Um, he worked hard. Um, he took care of family and he was just there. He was just a great example of a godly family. Now he had his flaws. Um, and, and, but yet still what I remember, even at four years old is just being daddy's girl. And, um, and so to not have him there, um, it, it was a void, but, um, again, it was, I can remember was one day being out, uh, maybe a summer day, laying out in the grass. Um, we had the big, a big farmyard where we laid, I laid out in the grass and I was looking up in the sky and 
even though I, I, I didn't have a relationship with God, I somehow at that young age felt the presence of God and felt the existence of there is a heavenly father that's watching over me. And um, I can't really explain it, but I can remember making that connection that someone is watching over me. And then as I grew up and gave my life to Christ, I began to understand what that moment was really all about. And it's so it's so important because um, it secures I identity to know that I have a father who protects me, who keeps me, who looks out for me, who fights for me, who does good for me. He is a good, good father. Um, you know, um, for those of you who may not be familiar with uh, our family structure, um, and my, uh, with my, um, me and my husband, Bishop Daniel Robertson, we have four children. Three are our um, maternal, um, but we have one that we have adopted, and um, and and she's our youngest. And and with her, um, we've done everything that we can to just. Dis- be very candid, very honest, and and in a healthy way, share, you know, that she is adopted, um, but help her to understand the depthness of the adoption and how she is truly like one of our own. How how I see her as, you know, I don't see her as when I look at, it, I don't say, oh yeah, you're the child that I adopt. No, I see her as you're my child. I'm going to take care of you just like I take took care of all my other uh, three. Um, um, naturally, um, birth children, and so, and, and and with her, she she has had those moments where I've had to really go before God and say, God, give me the wisdom to help her to understand um, that she's not a mistake, that she's not an orphan, that she's not forgotten, that she's not. Um, um, that there's not something wrong with her, you know? And I remember having a conversation with her and um, she was saying some things about whatever, something going on at school. And she was saying um, in, in, some, in, in, in so many words, um, I, I can't really do that because I'm adopted. And I looked at her, I said, there, there's nothing wrong with the adoption. And I shared with her, I'm adopted too. There's nothing wrong with being adopted. I'm adopted into the household of God. And 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 it was kind of like just that little simple thing to say to her kind of made her recognize that um there is nothing wrong with being adopted. That it that this is God's idea that my goodness if we in the household of faith if we as children of God were not adopted by God, how destitute would we be? How lost would we be? How um you know I mean, it would just be a detriment to us. And so I went on to explain to her, you know, um, how God engrafted engrafted at us. He he took us in as his very own and we are his sons and daughters. And so adoption is God's idea. Adoption is a good idea. It's a God idea. And it's a wonderful thing, you know. And so so from that, it helps her to understand she's not misplaced. She's not lost. She's not isolated. She's not singled out. She's not destitute, you know, um, but she has a family. She not only has an earthly family, but she has a heavenly family. And that's how we have to, you know, really look at this thing of being adopted into the uh, the family God, it being adopted as God, our heavenly father and all of the benefits that he loads us up with. 
You know, when you think of a royal family and you think about all of the the benefits that they have and how they are treated and how they live and all of these things. Well, when we get adopted into the family of God, I mean, everything that we have experienced in our own natural life, especially the bad gets turned around. And now, you know, we have, you know, we have a better way of living. We have um, a, a new life that we can be treated differently. We can treat each other differently. We expect to be treated differently because we're in a new family, a new household adopted into God's family. And so it's a wonderful thing. And so, you know, that's kind of like, it's our plumb line to who we are, you know, it helps us to understand our identity. You know, it helps us not to settle for less. It helps us to um, really um, to, to to know who we are. We sang this song, I know who I am. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm chosen. You know, I'm righteous. I'm called out of darkness into his marvelous light. That can't just be a cute song. It's got to be something that is a truth on the inside of you that you recognize no matter what hardship that you've gone through in life, no matter what you may even face as you go forward in life, that you are a son and you are a daughter and you are an heir. And if you have trouble, all you have to do is call on your earthly, your heavenly father and he will help you out. He will come to your aid. He will give you what you need to get through what you have to go through and to 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 recover from what you've had gone through in your past. And so it's it's just so powerful that when you learn to embrace uh, your airship that you have with God, uh, another scripture that um, that I'm reminded of is in Ephesians 1.17. This is one of my favorite scriptures that our apostle has trained us up in. Um, you know, and it says, um, Ephesians 1.17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then the 18th verse goes on to say, in the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And that last phrase, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you understand how rich an inheritance you have? When you recognize that, then 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 you won't fall prey to worry so easily. You won't um, give up so easily. You you won't compromise so easily. You you'll recognize. No, I have a glorious, rich inheritance in God. Um, you know, uh, I have prosperity in God. I have healing in God. I have love in God. That that's all. That's all a rich part of our inheritance. It comes with the package of being a born-again Christian, being a son, being a daughter of God. That's a part of my heritage, a rich inheritance. I have, I have, I have joy. I mean, who can put a price on joy? You know, and so that comes through our adoption in Jesus Christ. And so I want you to embrace this because it's going to be so, so very important that as you move through understanding about becoming a godly family, if you can't get that understanding, then nothing else is really going to to flow and line up if you can't really understand who you are in God. So I would provoke you to 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 get in the word of God and and grab those scriptures that tell you who you are. 
chosen, righteous, you know, the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, get in that scripture that where, where you find out, you know, there's a scripture that tells us even as we're born as children, how we are a heritage of the Lord. Um, and it, it's, it's just really, really powerful. And it goes on to, to tell us how it, we're like arrows. Okay. And, um, and, and that happy is the man that finds his quiver full of them, you know, and that you will not be ashamed um, when you have to face your enemies because it will be those errors, those children that will be right there by your side to help you fight, you know, against your enemy. And, um, and, and that's, that's powerful. And so if God says that we as children are his heritage, we belong to him, we are his and he 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 is ours, and um, that's a glorious uh, thing to know, and that's something that will cause you to shout <laughs> and scream about because there's nothing like having a heritage, a godly heritage that that is that is sure, that is firm, that is solid, that is unbreakable, that cannot be demolished. That is our heritage. That is our heritage. And that is when we are the heir to God and we thank God for that. And so I just want to encourage you to, to just meditate on that. And as um, I close in prayer, um, you know, remember, you know, the words that I to told you about the forgiveness and um, embracing uh, the goodness of God, having a positive attitude and accepting the newness. All that you get in your born-again experience, God is able to set you up to be able to walk through this, that you can forgive, that when you focus in on him, he gives you the strength. He says, in our weakness, we are strong. So you don't have to necessarily be strong. You just have to recognize, I have a weakness in this area. I, I, I may not be so good in this area, but to recognize it and to come to your heavenly father and say, God, I really need help in forgiving this person. They really damaged me. I'm really broken. There's really some things that seems like it's just, I don't see how I can get through this. But when you recognize, but God can help me and you allow him to help you, then I promise you, you'll be able to step through uh, forgiveness. And, and we'll talk about, you know, in, in more detail about uh, forgiveness. But I think it's key to know that right off the bat, you know, to embrace that forgiveness and to recognize that you're not doing this by yourself, um, that you have a heavenly father who has given us all the benefits. I mean, we have God on our side. We have Jesus, uh, our savior, uh, who has given us authority and power in his name. And we have the Holy Spirit who is our agent here in this earth in this earth to help us. He helps us. He aids us. He shows us what we need. He, he brings things to our members so we can deal with those things and, and release those things. And so I just want to encourage you to, to do that. And, and, um, and, and, and as you recognize, okay, God is my help. He's going to help me hold on to this scripture, because this is a scripture that probably every single day I either speak it out or I'm thinking order, or I'm meditating on it. And, and it, it is so real to me. And this is, is from the Amplified Version. It's Philippians 4.13. It says, I have strength for all things and Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. 
I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And so I say to you, you have strength in Christ. You have enough. You are enough because you're in Christ. And anything that you come up against or you have come up against, you can handle this thing because you're doing it in Christ. You you are self-sufficient because you're doing it in Christ. And so just remember that. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for our godly inheritance. I thank you that we have an inheritance because you have engrafted us into your family. You have engrafted us and adopted us as sons and daughters. And we are now heirs and joint heirs to the throne of grace with Jesus Christ, our elder brother. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for our rich rich, rich in heritage, rich in faith, rich, rich in goodness, rich, rich in joy, rich in love, rich in prosperity, rich in hope, rich in so many things. We thank you for that, God, rich in an assurance of who we are. We thank you for our inheritance that we have in you, God. And God, we thank you, Lord God, that that that's something that we can have joy about. That's something we can hold our head up about, that even though we may have come from a family history where it was not quite like we wanted it to be, where it was some dysfunction, some flaws and just things that we were really damaged by. I thank you, God, that you can turn the tides on that heritage. And I thank you that you can break that generational curse and you can start in these individuals who are listening to this podcast. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your power is greater than any force that has ever come up against us. And I thank you, Father, that as we trust you and as we depend on you, that you help us to turn this thing around, that we can start today building a godly heritage. And that first starts out with embracing our inheritance with you, getting uh, an understanding of the riches of our inheritance in you so that we can pass it on to generations to generations from our children to their children. And we can see and experience the godly heritage that you've ordained for us to have. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. It can happen. It will happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.